Standing Chimney will be open again this Saturday, June 19th, from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Stop by for any last-minute Father's Day gifts, summer craft items, and get some delicious donuts from our guest baker, Catherine Harding. Again, that's this Saturday, June 19th, from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. If you're in the Pittsburgh area, Mary Mac Bakehouse will also be at the Pop-Up Market outside of Johnny Angel's Ginchy Stuff on Saturday, June 19th. Check out the Yajagoff Facebook page for more information. Hello, and welcome to In the Kitchen with Mary Mac. Today I'm going to tell you how to make peach jam yourself from scratch without using any powdered pectin or liquid pectin. This is a really simple recipe. It's a bit time-consuming, but not too bad, but you'll really feel good about it because you're going to love this peach jam and enjoy it so much that you'll want to make it over and over again. I've I've been wanting to do this for a couple years now, and I always forget until it's peach season, and then it's like too late, you know? <laughs> so I'm a little bit ahead of the North American peach ripeness for the northern states but I'm right in the ballpark for the southern states. So in your part of the country, when your peaches are ripe or when they're being brought in from nearby states that raise peaches, you can whip up a batch of peach jam with just pizza, peaches, with pizzas, or you can use pizzas and make pizza jam. <laughs> you can whip up a batch of peach jam just using peaches and sugar. And you'll also need jars to put it in, but peaches and sugar. So peach jam. This recipe makes about four pints of peach jam. So you're going to need about 12 to 14 peaches if you're going to get peaches to do this with. Here's a tip, pro tip. When you buy peaches at the farmer's market, you're not going to go home and make peach jam with them because they're not going to be ready. Peaches usually, when they're ripe to be picked in an orchard, are not ripe enough to do anything with for three to four more days after you get them. And that doesn't mean that they're picking them before they're ripe. What that means is you want them, especially for peach jam, you want them to be very ripe. You want them to be, when you touch the peach, I'm not saying squeeze it like you're squeezing Charmin toilet paper, but when you touch the peach, you want to be able to put gentle pressure on it and it just gives under your fingers. It's not hard as a baseball. Okay. Which I'm sure, you know, if you've ever picked up a peach early in the season in the grocery store, they are literally hard as a baseball. So what you want your peaches to be is you want, they're going to have a nice peach smell and they're going to be firm, but yet just barely give under your fingers. And that's, that's how you want them. So what I usually do, if I know I'm going to want to make peach jam, I will get my peaches like on the Monday or Tuesday before the weekend that I want to make the peach jam. And I will either put them on my table or put them in a big basket so they're only in one layer and maybe put like paper toweling under them and just kind of keep an eye on them and check them every day. And if I get one or two that are starting to get really ripe, I'll pull them and put them in the refrigerator. But I just leave them at room temperature so they can ripen up. And usually it does take that full amount of time so that by Saturday, 
they're ready to make jam with. So this is one batch. I don't recommend doubling this because a lot of times with jams and jellies, when you try to double the recipe, it if for some reason, they'll get runny. This is the best way I can say it. It's just too much juice doubling it. Like I said, you'll need 12 to 14 peaches. And what you want to have is two quarts of crushed peeled peaches when you're done. So you should be able to get two full quarts out of 12 to 14 nice sized peaches. And you're going to need six cups of sugar to make this jam. And you'll need your jars, four pint jars with lids and rings, because this will seal in the jar. We're going to boil this, put it in jars, and it will seal. So first of all, to prep your peaches, you want to get your peaches and wash them and scrub them with your hands. Don't use a brush or anything, but scrub them with your hands and you'll feel the fuzz kind of going off of them. And then we're going to dip them into gently simmering water to slip the skins off. So what you'll do is you'll have about a um, eight quart pan about half full of water and you're going to put that over medium heat on your stove and when it just begins to bubble you'll get your peaches ready and you'll put a few at a time if you have a wire basket that works great a wire basket that will dip into your pan i have a pasta pan that i use to do this that has a built-in colander it works fantastic you just do the water like you're boiling it for pasta and you dip that colander in you leave the peaches in the semi slowly boiling water. You don't want it to be like a big boil, but just very tiny bubbles coming up. Um, you want to dip them in there for like 90 seconds, take them out and put them into cold water to cool them off. And then the skins will slip right off of them when you're to the next step where we're going to clean them. So do all your peaches before you start cleaning them and do the hot water process and put them in cold water to cool them. Now to prepare them for peeling and popping the pit out. First, leave the skin on your peach and cut it in half with a knife and pop the pit out. Once you do that, you can hold on to it and just slip that skin off if you've let them ripen, like I said. If you don't let them ripen enough, the skin, I don't care what you do, that skin is not going to slip off. So if you get one that's sticking a little bit, you can take your paring knife and cut that skin off. And just leave your peaches in halves as you do this until you get all your peaches done. So then what I like to do after I have them all peeled and ready to go, I cut them up into thin slices and I put them into a bowl and use a potato masher to mash them up. And then I will measure them into a another bowl. I'll scoop up the peaches or I'll dump them into, I have a big liquid measure bowl that holds four quarts. So I'll dump them into that. And you need, like I said, two quarts of crushed peaches. Okay. Once you have your peaches ready, you're going to put your peaches into a heavy bottomed pot. That's about twice the volume of what you have. So you at least need, by the time you add the sugar, you're going to need an eight to 10 quart pot with a heavy bottom. Put your peaches in there and slowly heat them up. I would say Put them on a little lower than medium heat and you want to keep watching them because you don't want them to burn and you want to get your peaches heated up and let them cook like at a simmer 
once they get heated and the juice starts to bubble and they get to a simmer, you want to let them simmer for about 10 minutes, okay? Once they've simmered for 10 minutes, you're going to add the sugar and you're going to stir that all in really well. And then you're going to slowly bring that up to a boil, which means once it starts to come up to a simmer again, you may have to turn your heat up a little bit, but you really want to watch because this stuff is like hot lava. It'll blow up out of there and burn you. So once it comes up to where it's at that simmering stage again, turn your heat up and you want to bring it to a boil. You want this stuff to be boiling, boiling, boiling. Okay. When it gets to a boil and you're going to have to be stirring this and watching it, you want to cook it for 15 minutes and just keep stirring it and letting it boil. It'll get foamy on the top at first. And then the foam, as the jam cooks, the foam will migrate to the edges of the pan and it will actually stick to the edges of the pan so that you don't have any foam on the top of your jam. Once you get this to this where it's cooking, you want to get your jars ready. So you'll want to have four pint jars that are clean. And I've told you this before when I'm doing something like this, canning something like this, I put my jars in the oven at 200 degrees to warm them up so that they will accept the hot stuff going into them. And you can put your lids in warm water to get them ready. We don't boil lids anymore because they're not putting enough rubber on the lids. And if you boil them, it screws the rubber up and they won't seal. So put your uh, lids in warm water and your jars in the oven and your peach jam is boiling away, okay? Once your jam has boiled for 15 minutes and you've been stirring it and everything, it, you'll notice that it begins to uh, thicken up and it begins to stick to your spoon a little bit. When you're ready to put it into the jars, 15 minutes of cooking, remember, when you're ready to put it into the jars, you're going to get your canning funnel. Take one of your hot jars very carefully. And I usually will do this right um, on the stove next to the pan. I'll turn the pan down to low. I'll get my jar and I'll have a clean towel there. Set my jar on the stove, put my canning funnel in the jar and very carefully ladle hot jam into it until you have jam about up to about a fourth inch from the edge of the jar. Then wipe that rim off very carefully. Put one of your canning lids on it, put the ring on it and tighten it down, but not super tight. And then very carefully turn that jar upside down and set it on a towel on your table. Do your next jar. Okay. So once you get all your jam bottled up, you usually have like two spoons left to put into a little container in your refrigerator. <laughs> so have a little container to put your last bit, scrape your pan out real good. Or just make some toast right then. Or make toast right then. So once you have all of your jars done, you know, each jar, you're going to put it upside down, set it on a towel on your table. Let your jars sit upside down for about five minutes because that boiling hot jam really heats everything up and then turn them back over and they should begin to pop and seal. And voila, you have peach jam. And you have added nothing to it but sugar and peaches, which is how I like to make jam. This is the same as the strawberry jam recipe that I gave years ago. Um, that was, let me see here. 
That was episode 15. So that was from June 7th, 2016. Yeah, I gave that a long time ago. And I do this also with blueberries. Same thing. If you want to make blueberry jam following the same basic thing, except you're not peeling the blueberries, the recipe for blueberry jam is doing the exact same thing, but you'll have nine cups of berries crushed and six cups of sugar. Okay. Now here's a fun twist. Peach blueberry is so good. I make peach blueberry pies all the time. I was going to ask if you ever made peach blueberry jam. And peach blueberry jam is ugly. I'm going to tell you that. I entered it in the fair one time and everyone was like, ooh, what's this? And I said, hey, it might not look pretty, but it's delicious. So if you like peach blueberry and you want to try peach blueberry jam, what you're going to do is you're going to use your two quarts of crushed peeled pizza. I did it again. (laughs) So what you're going to do is you're going to have your two quarts of crushed peeled peaches and your six cups of sugar, but you're going to throw in one cup of blueberries into that. Okay? Because one cup of blueberries goes a long way in this. And just go ahead and cook it like you would normally do the jam, like I just said, and jar it up, and it's very good. It's very good. You don't need that many blueberries. For some reason, blueberries, uh, well, they'll turn the whole thing like a, a weird purple color, but it's very delicious. So uh, I'm, I'm hoping I got this out in time for everyone to make peach jam. I hope I did. However, you can also use frozen peaches. If you buy frozen peaches from uh, the store or if you have peaches in your freezer, just simply thaw them out and crush them and measure them and make the jam. I've used frozen peaches. The only thing is they, it's usually the jam is a little bit runnier. Jam is not supposed to be like jelly. Um, I know a lot of times when you get grocery store jam that it's like a solid thing, you know, in the jar, but typically jam is a soft spread. So it's, it's usually kind of almost spooned out of the jar when you make it homemade. It's not supposed to be super thick. So I don't know where that I mean, it probably came about with marketing powdered pectin or something like that, but jam should be not as runny as ice cream topping. However, you can use jam for ice cream topping, but it shouldn't be as runny as ice cream topping, but it also shouldn't be as firm as jelly. You know, it it should be softer. For people who have just used jam and jelly interchangeably, over the years, um, I know a lot of times for jam, one of the main difference is that you might sometimes find seeds in jam. Yes. You don't strain it as much. No, it's you don't the... want it to be very, very smooth. Are there any other differences? No, jam is basically the whole fruit, okay? Jelly is just the fruit juice. And jelly almost always needs help to set up. Um, it needs pectin. So that's why you use either powdered pectin or liquid pectin in jellies because it will not set up without that. However, jam, like I said, jam is intended to be a soft spread. So, um, these recipes I'm giving you, these are really old recipes because I I know, um, in canning, especially now there's this, Like people want to use fruit fresh, which is a preservative so that their fruit stays nice looking in the jars. I've never had fruit turn color in the jar ever. If you use good fruit, 
that's not all beat up, it's going to look nice in the jar. You know, you don't need fruit fresh because you're using um, the fruit itself has its own sugars in it that help it to not turn. And also the sugar helps it to not turn. And when you heat it up in the jar, even if it did get brown while you were working on it, it goes right back to the color. You know, the oxidation is removed from it. I can remember asking my grandma about, what do you think about this fruit fresh? And she goes, I think it's a big waste of money because nobody ever had it. So it's not necessary. You don't need citric acid. You don't need to add citric acid to your canned products. You don't need to add fruit fresh. You don't need to add lemon juice to your jams and jellies. Uh, That's another thing. They taste, it tastes weird. You can always tell when it's in there and a lot of recipes call for it. Yeah, I would think it would make it like turn because it's too much acid. These recipes are from an old, old version of the Ball Blue book and none of them calls for anything but sugar and fruit. Some of them call for water, but I usually don't even put the water in because then it's even thinner than you, you know, it's even more thin. So I, I just typically use the fruit and the sugar. So like I said, the ber- berries, it's the same process. Any any kind of berry except strawberry, it's uh, nine cups of berries and six cups of sugar, you know, and the peaches, it's two quarts of crushed fruit and six cups of sugar. Um, but you can, most of the jam recipes call for about the same volume of fruit and the same volume of sugar. And it's just basically, you have to do that process. You have to bring the fruit up. You have to bring the fruit up to a good simmer and let it simmer for a while. And then you have to put the sugar in and bring it up to a boil and let it boil. So what, what you want to do is you're not timing, you're timing the boiling time. You're not timing the entire cooking time. Okay. So it might take this an hour to completely cook because you don't start timing it until it starts simmering and you don't start timing it until it starts boiling. So those are two things to remember because you want to build, you want to build that heat up slowly and then you want to maintain that heat for a time period. So like I said, when you bring the peaches, when you bring the peaches themselves up to a simmer, you bring them to a simmer, then you time it for 10 minutes. Then you add the sugar, you bring it to a boil, and you time it for 15 minutes. So it does take longer, but I know two things I can tell you that people appreciate about this. First of all, it tastes, it's peaches. It's so peachy that's delicious. Would you say it's peachy keen? It's peachy keen. And secondly, the color is stunning. You, you will really, you will really like that. So remember my tips. Remember what I said about your peaches. You want them to be just ripe enough that you, you barely, um, pushing any pressure onto them. You can kind of feel them getting a little soft. You want a very aromatic smell. If your peaches are hard, don't use them because they, they won't peel nice and they'll be too hard in the jam. So those are my those are my peach jam tips, and now I've done it before peach season in Pennsylvania and the northern part of the United States and possibly Georgia. I probably didn't make Georgia, but the peaches are out there, so make some jam. And make sure to check us out online on Facebook and Instagram at Mary Mac Bakehouse, on Twitter at Mobile Mary Mac and Mary Mac Podcast, and on our website, MaryMacPodcast.com. Thanks a lot for listening if you did, and if you didn't, too bad for you.